And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my good friend Ian Hayworth. It's always a great time talking to Ian. Uh, and we covered a lot. Uh, we talked about John Cena uh, licking the boots of the Chinese Communist Party. We talked about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the congresswoman from Georgia, comparing things to the Holocaust that aren't the Holocaust and then being used uh, by the left to distract from all of the uh, uh, ridiculously evil stuff they're doing on their end. Great, great stuff all around. Before I get to Ian, uh, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Ladies and gentlemen, your ammo search is over. I know. All your, your gun shops' shelves are empty. Can't find ammo anywhere. That's where my friends over at Bulk Munitions come in. They have whatever you need uh, ready to ship fast, whether you're looking for 9mm, 223, 5.56, whatever you're looking for, they have in stock. All orders ship within two business days. And I always love working with companies that share the values that we put forward here on the No Gimmicks podcast every week. Uh, and, and Bulk Munitions is absolutely one of those companies. They want their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they donate at least 10% of their profits to Christian-based and Second Amendment-supporting charities. They call it their Ammo Tithe. And if all of that isn't great enough, they're giving this audience a limited-time offer, the first 25 of you guys to use the promo code TNGP21. That is TNGP21 at checkout. will receive a, uh, a f- absolutely free Blackhawk magazine case, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You can see the special offer right now at bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. That is bulkmunitions.com slash TNGP. Use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout to get that free magazine case. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmy. Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Ian Hayworth. All right, guys, we're here with my brother Ian Hayworth. Ian, how you been, man? I'm doing well. Uh, enjoying freedom in Tennessee, so that always feels good. Every day, I'm just grateful to be out of California. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I bet. Like, is there any kind of like culture shock going from England to Southern California to Nashville? Um, the culture shock, I think, was definitely in California. I think people here they're like polite. People hold the door open for you. Like someone in traffic today, like waved me through. And in California, you're lucky if you don't get a brick thrown at you while on your daily commute. So I think the culture shock is almost getting used to California and people being rude and then getting used to people being polite again in Tennessee. But that's the direction I'm happy to be going in. Yeah, man, you're, you're definitely moving in the right direction for sure. <laughs> Nashville's a cool town, man. Um, all right, dude. So we have a lot to get to, as always. And uh, let's, let's, jump, let, let's talk some China uh, to start the show. Um, first of all, Ian, how cool is it to know that you're a million times tougher than John Cena? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's sort of physically couldn't even imagine doing some of the stuff he's capable of doing. And then just in the last couple of days, he probably one of the biggest pussies I've ever seen in the world of just in terms of kissing the ass of an evil dictatorship. So that's good to know that we're, we, you and I are climbing the rankings of manly men just by default because yeah. everyone else is falling beneath us. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really crazy. And for, for anybody that missed it, John Cena, uh, apparently he was promoted. 
<laughs> just side note before we even get started, uh, John Cena was promoting <laughs> Fast and the Furious Nine, <laughs> which is <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea they were making. I saw when I was like a, a, I don't know, probably when I was like 12 years old, I saw the the first Fast and the Furious. Uh, you know, maybe early 2000s. I don't know when that came out, but I I I heard they made a couple more after that. I had no idea they were still making them, and that they had made nine seems a little uh, outrageous. But anyway, John Cena was uh, uh promoting Fast and the Furious nine, um, and he was he was talking to Taiwanese media and and made some comment uh, along the lines of that that Taiwan is a country. Um, oh, the horror. Is. And it is, by the way. And the Chinese <laughs> Communist Party got butthurt about like, about that, like the petulant little commie children that they are. So John Cena got on Chinese state television and apologized to the Chinese Communist Party in Mandarin, no less. Just embarrassing stuff, man. Weak, boot-licking nonsense right here. Well, I know you and I are not a fan of, you know, the Nazi comparison, but this is this is quite literally equivalent. The, the stuff China are doing right now, keeping Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. Uh, I just wrote a news piece that will be going up in the next hour about a BBC report where they're doing emotion, uh, emotion detection AI systems. And they are literally testing on Uyghur Muslims like rats in laboratories. It's really disgusting what they're doing. This is like someone apologizing to the Nazi party in German because they dared to say that Poland was an independent country. It's just appalling what we're witnessing, and it really proves that money beats morality every single time. Yeah, and I want to get to the the capitalist side of it in just a second, but it's like just the timing of all this, man. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that people won't stand up to the CCP now. I mean, like China creates a a virus in a lab, okay, as we know now. They, they accidentally release it. They lie about it. It kills millions of people, all while holding two million Muslim slaves. And both the left and most American corporations still placate the CCP. I mean, it's like, if any, if, if there was every time to be tough on China, it would be right now. I mean, everything that has happened in the last year plus is their fault. They, they, they're, they are to blame for the deaths of over 500,000 Americans. And Democrats and corporations still placate the Chinese Communist Party. It's 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 absolutely indefensible. It's indefensible, but I also think it's in line with really the weakness of most people in leadership. I think it takes a lot to make a moral stand that is it would cost you economically. If we were to slowly phase out China from our economic systems, it would cost us quite dearly in the short term. Yeah, and people are just afraid of that. But look back to World War II again. People didn't stand up to the Nazis because they were keeping people in concentration camps. Like, really, liberating the camps was a byproduct of a war that really resulted from just taking territory. China are smarter than that. They're being very careful. They're really taking territory almost by default rather than marching in anywhere. And so I have even less faith that we'll ever stand up to China because China are smarter. They, they don't want world domination physically. They'll just achieve it by owning all of our debt and then making us dance on a string, which many of us, including John Cena, are quite happy to do already. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible, man. And like just like 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 you like you mentioned that the people unwilling to, to lose a little bit of profit. I mean, like you saw the the NBA bow down to the Chinese Communist Party oh. last year and then it came out like only about 10 percent of their profits come from China. It's not even like it's a it's a huge <laughs> it's not even a huge part of their business. Like it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, and it, like ignoring genocide to make a few bucks is not capitalism like that's insanity and then the same people like the leftists that that say that you know they preach all day that capitalism is bad 
they sound like Ayn Rand when it comes to China. Okay, or they go further than Ayn Rand when it, when it comes to China. You know, like uh, the objectivists preach selfishness and atheism, right? And they they aren't even as bad as these people regarding China. You know what I mean? Like how how are are the people that that claim to hate capitalism going further than than Randians? In terms of how they're they're willing to ignore the atrocities of the Chinese Communist Party, like none of it adds. Like it, just I'm a libertarian over here. Like what? Like this does not make sense to me. It does not add up. Well, I think it, I think there's two prongs to this. I think on the capitalism side, I think people like LeBron James are actually one of the biggest voices behind simping to China. I think it's not really the NBA. I think it's just that LeBron has them by the balls in many ways, and he makes far more money through various China-based deals than the NBA does. I think if China were to go away, it would really hit LeBron James hard. That's why he was encouraging people not to talk about Hong Kong. It wasn't even that he wasn't speaking on it. He was actively trying to silence people on it. And then there's the issue of politicians. I don't think it's really as deep as capitalism versus communism or anything like that. I just think they're weak. I think Joe Biden, we've talked about this how many times now, Joe Biden has been wrong on foreign policy his entire life. He does not know what he's doing on the foreign stage. And China is the greatest adversary the United States has faced, certainly since the Cold War. And arguably, they're a greater adversary because Russia didn't have an economy that worked. Right. And so you need people who are very skilled in this area. And instead, we have Joe Biden, Blinken and Kamala Harris, who's going to presumably cackle them into submission. I don't have a great deal of hope. I think Trump could have been stronger on China, but at least he had the right step, first step, which is the rhetoric of, no, China is effectively an enemy. They're not a friend. They're never going to be a friend. They are an enemy of really global peace in many ways. But Biden is, is far too happy to try and ignore that as often as possible while making very subtle claims that maybe we should do something about China. All while his son, of course, I, I believe still has business ties in China that he hasn't cut off yet. So I'm not really holding my breath for the United States in its current form or indeed any country in the world to stand up to China because I don't think anyone's capable. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think you're right. And I also think there's just a little bit of the whole orange man bad st- stuff still going on with this mm-hmm. in, in terms of China. I mean, like, I mean, you saw every single thing Donald Trump did, the Democrats have to oppose. So if, if Trump was tough on China, and he wasn't even, like you mentioned, he wasn't even that tough on China. He was more, you know, he was tougher on China rhetorically than anything else. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, Trump didn't like China. Okay, fine. We'll ignore two million muslim slaves it's like what? okay it's like if if orange man is so bad that that you're ignoring two million muslim slaves i hey man donald trump obviously is is not the issue here well they're doing the same thing with covid now i i mean people are ignoring that china actively hid everything they they really did with covid the fact that they likely released it whether intentionally or not that they covered up data that they colluded with the, uh, the World Health Organization to cover their tracks. People are still saying, oh, well, Trump, he was saying things, but he didn't show us evidence. So really, it was fine that we were just covering for China the entire time. Trump is like their ultimate get out of jail free card. And the longer we go without him being president, the more absurd it gets. But I could e- easily see them riding this for at least a decade, honestly, because he is this giant cultural scapegoat for them. And in a lot of ways, it works because I think he was so politically and culturally divisive that people are so afraid of being labeled as anything to do with Trump that they will still side with various political positions just out of fear of being labeled with big, bad orange man. 
And so, uh, yeah, Ron DeSantis honestly can't get hit fast enough as the candidate. I'm really just counting down the days until we can have someone who can take elements of Trump, but also move on from Trump. I think that's really what the conservative side needs right now is to just move on from Trump so that we can draw a line and, and move forward rather than retrospectively fighting, which is really the trap we've fallen into right now, I think. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, changing gears here. Uh, it pains me that we have to talk about this person because I, I realized uh, this morning when I was putting together the show that I don't think I've ever mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene on this podcast before um, because she does not matter to me um, and shouldn't matter to the listeners either. I mean, look, she, I'm sure she matters to her family and to God, obviously, uh, but not to anybody else you know, outside of her little district in Georgia. I really don't care about some random congressman from georgia but she she said something really dumb comparing vaccine passports to gold stars in 1930s germany so not great you know not great obviously it's, <laughs> it's best to uh, never compare things to hitler but ian you're telling me that the same people the left the democrats the corporate press the same people who who called republicans nazis every second of every day for decades want me to be deeply profoundly concerned by this lady spare me yeah i mean this is the ultimate case i think of two things can be true at once where marjorie taylor green is an absolute ignoramus who just says dumb things on a regular basis and as you say she's completely irrelevant but also to point out that the left's obsession with her is hypocritical is a perfectly valid argument i think it's also important to know why they're obsessed with marjorie taylor green it's really nothing to do with her they know she's unimportant Really, she's just a convenient distraction because Trump is gone, so they need this bad Republican to point to. And it really helps them distract from everything that is going on with Biden right now. I mean, just think of the list of not only scandals, but just disasters that he's, he's overseen in just over 100 days. And we've had a migrant crisis that is still going on, and people are almost bored of at this point. We have an economy that's wobbling. We have that gas price, gas price issue with people filling trash bags of gasoline because they're <laughs> panicking about, about the price of gas. It's just one absolute disaster after another. And so it's kind of obvious, that I think, that the left would scramble to try and point to a Republican as almost the straw man argument for the image of what conservatives are. I mean, most conservatives don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene matters, let alone the America as a whole. So, yeah, I think she's just kind of unimportant. But I'm going to agree, I'm not a fan of the the Nazi comparisons. I mean, especially as she has it also backwards. I think I, I tweeted about this yesterday of vaccine passports presumably let you do more things. And wearing a yellow star in 1930s Germany, if you were Jewish, Restri person, restricted the it, movement it, of Jews. Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. a little bit restrictive. I don't think yeah. that's quite the same thing. So yeah, she's she's stupid on many levels, but this is all about a distraction to the left. Yeah, and and obviously she's uh, to the left. You know, the world's worst anti-Semite. I I. I I'm unwilling to hear anything from Democrats about anti-Semitism ever again mm -hmm. after the last two weeks. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Like, they've just disqualified themselves. I mean, the left is openly anti-Semitic. I mean, they use Nazi comparisons on a daily basis, all while ignoring an epidemic of violence against American Jews in major American cities. And I'm supposed to care about the blonde from Georgia. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break. You know what I mean? Like, what? yesterday— the, the ticker from the New York Times, days it's been since we had to delete an anti-Semitic headline, the clicker just hit zero again. <laughs> like, what was that? I, shoot, I don't have it in front of me. What was the, It was Michelle, Michelle Goldberg, right? What did the New York Times have to delete yesterday? 
let me find it because it's just me... it's too glorious to yeah, get I don't even a word it. wrong. I mean, she's such an intellectual genius on on matters of antisemitism. I think we we have to get it right. I'm just scrolling through to find it. Okay, so the headline opinion piece by Michelle Goldberg: Attacks on Jews over Israel are a gift to the right. <laughs> I mean, have you have you ever heard of a better example of conservative pounds than that? A gift, a gift to the right. Violence, just assault, assault and battery is a gift like what what kind of broken person would would write something like this you know i mean the new york times it the new york times spews more anti-semitism on a daily basis than marjorie taylor green has her entire life and marjorie taylor green believes in jewish space lasers so that's, that's saying a lot <laughs> i'm not saying she's not anti-semitic but like I, like come on man the whole oh look at no no Look at the blonde. Look at the blonde from Georgia. Don't pay attention to the New York Times. It's like, good grief. I don't want to hear it from these people. They've completely disqualified themselves. I mean, like that, like Democrats in Congress, in, including Steny Hoyer, House Majority Leader, and apparently, you know, he claims to be a practicing Jew. They tried to block the sale of a, it wasn't like taxpayer money or anything, the private sale um, uh, to Israel, uh, replenishing uh, the surface-to-air missiles to rearm the Iron Dome. Okay, like these aren't even like weapons of war. The Iron Dome, the Iron Dome is a missile defense system. It's incapable of harming anybody. It only exists to keep Jewish women and children alive. And and the Democrats tried to block the the sale of those missiles to rearm the Iron Dome. Okay, it's like I I don't you can't hold that position unless you just want to see dead Jews. So no, like I'm sorry, Democrats, like you've disqualified yourself. Like I I don't want to hear anything about the dumb blonde from Georgia from the left ever again. I I just reject. Their entire narrative, like good grief. I mean, they they disqualified themselves, honestly, when Ilan Omar, for the millionth time, came out with something anti-Semitic, and they refused to call her out by name. That was that was really the moment for me. I think it's quite clear they've been anti-Israel for a long time, but to someone like Ilan Omar is really a blatant and quite proud anti-Semite the way she says things. But oh, I, yeah. I think there's also there's also an important issue to note. I think whenever we talk about anti-Semitism, is that all forms of bigotry exist on a spectrum where there are some forms of bigotry that are obviously bad and then there are others which are far worse this isn't to excuse the less bad type but it's just to acknowledge that everything everything lies on a spectrum in terms of rhetoric in terms of action marjorie taylor green tweeting dumb nonsense about space lasers or some kind of bizarre conspiracy QAnon stuff yes that's bad i'm not a fan but to say that is just as bad or worse than Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar calling Israel the only free country in any direction in the Middle East where Muslims, Jews and Christians have equal rights. To call that an apartheid state and to call Jewish self-defense an act of terrorism, that is far worse because that has real implications in terms of people's lives. Like Ilan Omar is calling for Jews not to be able to defend themselves against people targeting civilian areas. There is yeah. no greater form of anti-Semitism than that, of effectively cheering attempted murder of Jews and decrying their shocking decision to actually defend themselves for once in a couple of thousand years. Well, I think God it, forbid Jew, I think it goes Jews further. I think it goes further. I mean, the, the, the left, Ilhan Omar, these people, AOC, I mean, they, they don't believe that the state of Israel should be allowed to exist, right? They, they're calling for the mm -hmm. end of Israel. I mean, it's it's somewhere between 40 and 50% of all Jews on earth live in Israel, correct? Something like mm -hmm. something I think just south of half 
of all the Jews on earth live in Israel. Okay, if the state of Israel didn't exist, half the world Jews, half the world's Jews are dead within a week. I mean, like they would they would be slaughtered by their their Muslim neighbors. That's just what would happen. So these these people are are essentially calling for another Holocaust. Okay, okay, <laughs> that that's what they're calling for. They're calling for the slaughter of half the world's Jews. But look, but I mean, look at the blonde in Georgia. No, no, I don't give a, I don't care about some dumb blonde in Georgia. I don't care. You, you, I'd spare me your fake, fake little tears, leftists. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm done with you. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I agree. I, I really want to follow up on what you said about that being really being genocide. It sounds like hyperbole for a lot of people who don't really understand the conflict. But that is the problem. When people call for free Palestine or from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That is a call for genocide because it is a call to eradicate Jews from Israel and to take over every single square inch of territory. And time after time, if we look at the actual attempts by Arab nations and they failed every time. And there's this bizarre notion that if you're an Arab state and you invade Israel and lose, you still have a right to anything which is, I think, the first time that's ever happened in warfare. Yeah, that's not how war works. Like, in just, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. But setting that aside, just the the way people do not understand that is, they are not calling for a two state solution. They're not calling for the West Bank and the and Gaza to be autonomous. Which the Gaza is, by the way, it's been autonomous yes. since the mid 2000s. Yeah, 15, 15 They're, years. Yeah, they are calling to wipe Jews from the face of the planet. That's the problem here really beyond anything else. And if you do not understand that, then you're either ignorant or you are subtly or explicitly cheering for that. I mean, Republicans are tripping over themselves to denounce Marjorie Taylor Greene, though. I mean, they Mm -hmm. they denounced Marjorie Taylor Greene in stronger terms than they denounced the left's anti-Semitism over the last two weeks. I think a lot of that is I, I, I honestly, I'm a bit torn on this. I think it's good because I think conservatives have higher standards than the left. I think we should have higher standards for ourselves than the sure. left. So I think it's good that they denounce her. I just wish we were, sometimes I, I question whether we do things for the right reasons. Are we doing it because we truly believe it's wrong? Or are we doing it because there's this belief that if we just behave a certain way, if we prove ourselves, the left might invite us to their dinner parties, you know? Bingo. I think sometimes <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they just let themselves be distracted by the press, by their by their political opponents, the press. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's all there is to it. I mean, look, man, right now as we speak, the the hearing started at at ten Eastern. Um, the Senate is debating the nomination of David Chipman, um, who's a gun control activist and and former ATF agent, uh, to head the ATF. The Senate is debating right now. Okay, David Chipman was involved in the Waco siege. Okay, he took part in the slaughter of American women and children, which I guess makes sense for him to take over the ATF, a domestic terrorist organization designed to disarm Americans, and occasionally they'll just, you know, kill a bunch of Americans too. Our Senate is debating whether or not to let... All right, I'm I've been trying not to be as hyperbolic, but I don't care, <laughs> okay? Because this is, this is the reality of what is happening as we speak right now. The United States Senate is debating whether or not to let a domestic terrorist run a domestic terrorist organization, and I'm supposed to care more about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, I'm done. Like, I, Jesse Kelly, he, he, I know he's kind of crazy, but he, he tweets stuff like this all the time, and, and it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm done playing the left's game on the left's playing field with the left's refs. Okay, like, mm-hmm. you can't win that. We're, we're just playing their games on their terms. 
just reject, reject it, the whole thing, their entire narrative. I mean, David Chipman wasn't, he's a domestic terrorist who was involved in the slaughter of young children, burned women alive, and he's going to head the ATF. And apparently Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is worse than that. Like, stop, stop, Republicans, stop. Okay, and that's why I love Ron DeSantis, man, because he's like the one Republican that doesn't play these dumb games with the left, you know, like, and we all just pay attention, please, politicians, if you're listening, just pay, just watch, just go rewatch some Ron DeSantis interviews. <laughs> like, don't, don't do this. Stop it. Just make sure, just how about, forget, forget the dumb blonde. How about make sure David Chipman, a domestic terrorist with chilled with baby's blood on his hands doesn't run a government agency how about that how about we stay focused keep our eye on the ball a little bit huh oh, i mean you really have the bar the bar set very high don't you not wanting people like that running any agency i mean you just <laughs> is that wishing, too much wishing to for the moon yeah. <laughs> you know what though i mean this i sound like a broken record democrats need to learn from their mistakes in 2020 because wouldn't it be nice right now if we still control the senate wouldn't that be nice wouldn't like this, it be nice? Yes, it would be nice. <laughs> like this is all because Republicans really lost their minds and fell into this deep hole of election fraud nonsense rather than focusing on really what matters, which is controlling as much of the government as we possibly can. And I hope that from 2022 onwards, we can remember that crazy shit happens if Democrats control every element of federal and many state governments yeah and that we cannot let this happen again we just we simply cannot we have to shut this off in 2022 and we need to be focusing on that now and the fact that some Dem some republicans pardon me are still talking about election fraud i mean do they do they even care that the democrats could easily continue to burn the country down for two more years before we get a chance to even say no because it's all very well saying no i'd much rather have the votes in the senate just to shut it down but that's really our fault at this point. And I, I, I hope that we get someone like Ron DeSantis at, on the White House level pushing as the sort of central voice in conservatism. But we also, as, as a movement, need to focus on what matters rather than, as you say, playing their game. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's not, it's not just, you know, obviously it's an easy, uh, since the David Chipman hearing, you know, started just now, I think it's easy to compare him to Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, compare the slaughter of babies to, uh, you know, uh, stupid Nazi references. But, like, you know, like, yeah, Republicans that didn't show up in Georgia. I mean, look look what the Democrats have done to the value of the U.S. dollar in four months. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, it was just look at, like, the buying power of the U.S. dollar in the last year. It's something like lumber, that the price of lumber is up 500%. You know what I mean? Like, it, the housing costs are up, like, 50% over a year, you know, gas prices are up something like 50%, you know, in a year. And it's like, look, if we can't focus on the things that matter, I, I, I don't know what to do. And it's not just, it's not just, obviously it is the fault of the, of a lot of the, the, the Trump guys that just took their eye off the ball, focused on the election stuff and just didn't even show up to elect Republicans in the Senate in Georgia. Like, yeah, some blame does lie in them, but it's like, it's it's all over the the right, the conservative movement. People more than happy to play by the left's rules. Over the weekend, George Will, George, George Will, one of the most influential conservative thinkers of the last fifty years, right? He wrote a column where he said he wants January sixth burned into Americans' minds just as as much as nine eleven. 
Okay, so we're talking about <laughs> one, of the most pro- one of the most prominent conservative thinkers. Honest to goodness believes that January 6th was just as bad as 9-11. Okay, like that, that's just DNC propaganda. Like these are conservatives just spewing DNC propaganda. It's like, what? Like, so, these people are broken, man. These people mm-hmm. are broken. Like, I, I don't even know where we go from here with these people. Well, it's just, I, I really don't know what to say. To, to really compare a terrorist attack which killed thousands of people to a really horrendous assault on a building where, yes, some people were harmed, but just to compare those two as synonymous, I think, just shows that you've lost the plot. I mean, again, everything bad exists on a spectrum, and I think the left present the attempted insurrection as a way of forcing Republicans into a position where they're almost defending it. And unfortunately, there are some Republicans who are defending it. They say, oh, it's not that bad, or it wasn't a big deal. I don't think Republicans should be downplaying it. I think we should be saying, like, yes, this was bad. Like, this was terrible. This should never happen. But to say it's as bad or equivalent to 9-11 is just, like demonstrably false on what metric is it just as bad i mean in terms of human cost i mean like in terms of you can't even there's no way no i mean you can't even like the the i mean january 6th was bad because like trespassing is bad and like property damage is bad but like not you can't even compare compare, i mean compared to other things that happened last year i mean black lives matter yep i mean like the the january 6th riot they didn't even they weren't even armed they had no weapons i mean they were armed with Buffalo horns, and apparently no shirts. They couldn't even bring shirts, let alone guns. And they didn't even kill anybody. Like the the cop, the the Capitol police officer that died. They said that you know the left, the press. They they said that these Republicans beat him to death with a fire extinguisher. Turns out they just made that up, just out of thin air. And the guy died of a heart attack. You know what I mean? The only person that died in the riot was the the rioter that got shot in the head by a cop. You know what I mean? Like it, Black Lives Matter killed 20 people last summer i mean they were literally just putting republicans on their knees and in broad daylight on the streets and executing them shooting them in the back of the head they caused 2.5 billion dollars in property private property damage the january 6 rioters you know i don't know i guess they screwed up nancy pelosi's desk which is bad that's nancy pelosi's property don't destroy people's property but come i mean that, that that's not the worst thing to happen like in the last year Mm-hmm. I mean, my I think goodness. I I think January 6th was beyond terrible. Like, it, it may be truly a shame to see anyone who claims to be a conservative acting that way. I think it did real damage to our movement. But I think to say that it was, as you said, the worst thing to happen in a year, let alone since 9-11, is just false. Really, I think, though, it's, it's quite simple. On January 6th, Democrats felt personally at risk, and that's why they care. Throughout the Black Lives Matter riots, it wasn't their neighborhoods being burnt down. It wasn't their businesses being looted and destroyed. It wasn't wasn't their friends or family members being beaten up or killed in the streets. They simply don't care. I think Democrat politicians specifically are deeply, deeply, deeply selfish people who, when it affects them, suddenly they care. Suddenly it was them who were afraid of being harmed by them all. And suddenly it mattered. I think it's really that simple. I think, yes, there's a political element in that they want to wield it for influence and power over the right to show how just how awful we are. And they didn't care about BLM because, yes, it achieved some political goals for them. But I think deep down beneath all of it is just a selfishness issue of if it's someone else being hurt, they don't care. But when it's them, suddenly it's a bad thing. They simply don't care about the average American. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. I, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head, man. Um, and, and just don't... It, you're you're absolutely right that it's a distraction too. Going back to what what you mentioned a few minutes ago, and you just can't let. I it just it sickens me that Republicans, so many Republicans, are happy to let the the Democrats use January sixth to distract them from Joe Biden's horrific presidency thus far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like war in Israel, nineteen seventies style inflation. <laughs> okay, I mean like the complete devaluation of the U.S. dollar. I mean, you know, tens of thousands of children in cages on the southern border. It's like, come on, man. Yes, you're absolutely right. January 6th was bad. What what Joe Biden is doing to this country is worse. And, mm-hmm. and stop letting the press, stop letting the left distract you. Honestly, this all comes down to the press as well, because it is so clear. I mean, 2020 made that obvious. It is so clear that there is no distinction between the Democratic Party propagandists and the media. And so everything they report now, you have to look through the lens of how is this benefiting the Democratic Party and what they report and what they don't report. The fact that how many bombshell reports have we had about it looking like COVID came from a Wuhan lab and the fact checkers who are shutting down stories in during 2020 where it was implied that it came from a Wuhan lab and they were full on shutting stories down. Yeah. Like Facebook were, were closing out outlets yeah. who said this was happening. Mm-hmm. And now it all turns out to be true. And it's like, oh, well, okay, who cares? Same with the Hunter Biden story. Yeah. Facebook and Twitter and the Democratic Party colluded to shut down a true story about the son of the president. And it blows my mind that people still aren't furious about that. I feel like we're all so used to things happening now that you, you almost shrug it off. It's, we're being trained in a very bad way. I thought it was hilarious. I actually, I think this was Michelle Goldberg again, um, <laughs> having a heck of a week. <laughs> just some, just some, some humdingers over there from from Goldberg. But uh, uh, I believe it was her. It could have been somebody else. But she was on CNN uh, talking about the the Wuhan lab story, and uh, she <laughs> it's just such a it's just. Such just gives you a window into the thinking of the New York Times and just the press as a whole. And, like, her reason for, like, I forget, was it her or somebody else from the Times that said the reason Was this Maggie Haberman? Was it Haberman? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's Maggie Haberman. She, she essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, um, not an exact quote, but apparently, <laughs> essentially, the New York Times didn't investigate whether or not COVID came from the Wuhan lab because Donald Trump questioned whether or not it was. So they just assumed they're like, Oh, Trump thinks it was. So obviously it's not true. So we don't need to investigate. It's like, Oh my goodness. That's, that's like, that's their editorial process at the New York times was just assume that Donald Trump's lying and just, just don't look at anything critically. It's like, it's just fascinating, man. Looking, just, they gave us a, a glimpse into their, their minds. And it's, it's a terrifying place, the minds of, of the staff of the New York Times. Well, that goes even broader because there's a ton of fact checkers. I, I wrote a report a couple of days ago about the flip on the Wuhan lab and how fact checkers approached it. Fact checkers, with all stories, they often use comments from Democrat operatives as proof against something being false. Yeah. And so say you'll, a Republican will make some claim. Rather than investigating, people would say, oh, well, we asked Jen Psaki what she thought, and she said it wasn't true. Therefore, we're writing this as mostly false. <laughs> so, oh, well, thank, thank goodness you got to the bottom of that, because uh, the White House press secretary of either party has never lied. That just wouldn't happen. It's their job to lie. I mean, that's literally the, and it's, I mean, Republicans <laughs> do. If, if, like, if they're, you know, it's literally your job to get up every morning and lie to the press. 
It's, the su press it's, knows such this. A waste, it's such a waste of time. I, I would happily get rid of the White House press secretary. It's a complete joke. No one ever should believe what they're saying. Their job is just to cover, distract, redirect. It's a waste of an, a couple of hours every day. Just, just kill it. Save the salary and spend it on something else or don't spend it at all. Honestly, it's a waste of time. Couldn't agree more. Most of the press is a waste of time, and most of the press's activities are a waste of time. But yes, I absolutely abolish the White House press secretary. That would be a, a step in the right direction. Ian, we're out of time. I appreciate you coming on, as always. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody read your stuff and uh, check out your show, which is fantastic, and keep in touch and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can follow me on all social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H, -H, so you can follow me there. And I write every day for the Daily Wire, so head over there and you can find all my stuff and links to all my other, uh, my other content. Uh, yeah, check me out there. And thank you so much for having me, Brady, as always. Can't wait to have you on my show once I have my studio set up. Moving is stressful, but once I have it all set up, can't wait to have you back on. Absolutely, brother. Looking forward to it. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.